are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Namaste. Welcome. Today, we are going to discuss the four paths of yoga. Now, on Yoga Podcast, you may have heard me mention the ideas that the philosophy of yoga will always meet you wherever you are, on and off of the mat, whatever your belief systems are. And I truly believe that regardless of what you believe, there is a place for you in this practice of yoga. Yoga offers us the opportunity to gain insight and trust of our own intuition, become more introspective, be able to create sacred space, and always bring ourselves back to a grounded place. Now, as babies, humans typically need their mother or caregiver to look after them. And I believe this external acceptance of allowing others to Know what's right for us is something that we might inherently carry along our own paths and journeys throughout life. It is so important that we begin to believe in ourselves, trust ourselves, and know what's best for us. But it's not always easy to get there. And even though it doesn't seem like yoga can really truly awaken all of this in us, I know this to be true. Yoga allows us to begin to do these microscopic, beautiful connections back to ourselves where our own mind-body connection begins to take place in its own infinite wisdoms. And when we connect back to self in such a profound way, which it always is, we begin to awaken our own selves from a spiritual place. Now, this isn't necessarily in line with any religion. If you are religious or you have a faith, then very much so this philosophy can help you to awaken to that faith even more introspectively. There's so much healing that needs to happen, both externally and internally, both individually and collectively, and especially now. So I believe that we should take every opportunity that we are given to illuminate that concept, never giving away our own authority, but rather beginning to be our own advisement counsel with that of whatever serves us. Rather, that's a higher being. Rather, you refer to that as God or more specifically, or you just believe in that higher calling, that energy level, that vibration. Whatever your belief system is, please insert that throughout today's discussion. Now, the four paths of yoga is really actually interesting because it gives us this awareness of ways that we can study our own selves throughout life, that own mind-body-spiritual connection 
of self and other. Now, this is a deep topic, so we won't go into all the deepness of it. This isn't a deep dive, but rather a nice way for us to begin to consider this practice. Now, the four paths are karma yoga, bhakti yoga, raja yoga, and jnana yoga. Now, these different paths offer different things, obviously, right? They are offering us opportunities to go on different journeys. And they are deep study paths. So they're not to be taken lightly at all, but rather to be taken extremely seriously, especially if one resonates with you or you want to discover how to break through or break out of illusion, as they say. Now, if you've studied the Bhavadad Gita, which is a very deep spiritual text, or any other spiritual or even religious text, there is these commonalities that reside. The idea of meditation or prayer, becoming one with a higher being or source, God, or acts of service and becoming more external with those good deeds, and many things in between. Now, we learn through these different practices how to really connect. So the idea is either leaving the world behind. So rather that's just giving up these worldly ideas and concepts. Remember, everything is relative. For us in modern times, just taking time away from social media or, you know, television, movies, maybe even speaking to certain people can be a really, really introspective form of meditation. In the past, when there wasn't television or even automobiles or you name it, maybe it was just connecting with nature in a really sincere way. And I still believe that that's a beautiful thing to do. So keep it relative to your life, but understanding that as you delve deeper into your own practices to connect back to self, back to your spirituality and to a higher source, you might be called to go deeper into that practice in some way or another. And all of this is the practice of yoga. As I like to say, yoga off of the mat. Stilling the mind and creating rigorous discipline and concentration, whether it's through meditation or other practices. This is an idea of being able to leave the world behind to become more introspective, more connected with source, to experience your true self, who you really are, not who you're projecting or wishing that other people would see you as, which is something we all need to think about from time to time. Do we really know who our true selves are? Now, as a trauma-informed yoga teacher and practitioner, I am completely compassionate to the truth that those who have suffered from trauma have really disconnected from truth, true self. 
And we don't want to just give that away, right? We don't want to give that away to any situational or motivational concept. We want to find that within self first. Because remember, it's a fine line between being influenced by outside sources as well. So how do you still your mind? How do you meditate and concentrate and journal and connect back to self? Discover true self. Discover that spiritual connection back to self. Some believe that this is the hardest part of the four paths of yoga because this requires us to be really disciplined and challenge the difficulty difficulty of really connecting back to self in this way. To really find God or that higher source and being within your own heart. To not feel guilty or ashamed or shame when you're digging that deep within self. Now when we think about the next path, the idea is we want to break through the mind's attachments. This is still under that umbrella of leaving the world behind. Detachment is not easy because this requires truly letting go and leaving something behind, leaving many things behind. This is far beyond the modern idea of minimalism, but rather trusting that you're fine by yourself with your higher source, your beliefs, God, your spirituality, and really leaning into that trust. Now, when you feel like you have this sense of self, you feel this connection, this awakening, this awareness, perhaps the engagement with the world would be something you can take on. We tend to think of this through karma yoga, bhakti yoga. Karma yoga is one that people are pretty familiar with. This is transforming that false sense of ego working through your own responsibility of knowledge and of detachment and turning all action into sacrifice. Many religious texts follow this journey in some way or another, whether it's through self or through an external factor, through the idea of giving back, doing good deeds, reaping what you sow, all of those things. But the idea is that you're working through detachment, meaning you're not doing it for any accolades or pats on the back or any reason, which as a human, especially a modern human, is really challenging. We want to give all that we do as an offering to the highest vibration, the higher source or God. Understanding that this advances the idea of love, right? If love is the highest vibration, you're sacrificing all, 100% of self to love, to God, to spirituality and connection, to something deeper within your heart, 
We do this in many ways. We do this every day already on some level, maybe not under the 100% all sacrificing level, but that does require letting go of that false sense of self, transforming your ego. And that's a daily practice in itself. Even an asana practice, the movements and postures of the body, we are constantly fighting our own ego. Do we do good enough? Do we impress whoever's instructing the movements, the people around us? It's a constant battle to let go, which is why letting go and leaving the world behind might be the first paths and journeys. And then we move forward and we ask ourselves, does our mind harmonize with ourselves? We do this by really connecting through sacred texts, rituals, cultural arts, meditations and mantras, community. This is that beautiful part, that bhakti yoga. Coming together, engaging with others that are like-minded. Now this is the highest path of yoga. The idea is that it's enduring. It is able to reveal the deepest spiritual mysteries of the soul's relationship with a higher source or God or with self. It is acting out the vibration of love. So the idea is that you can now be surrounded by community, by studies, because you've already learned how to let go, how to find your true self, how to let go of your ego and detach, be introspective and connect with God. You know your why, you know your purpose. So why are we discussing these four paths of yoga? Well, because we learn the path of discipline. We hope to learn the path of knowledge and the path of devotion, the path of action to create this beautiful life, this, this living, breathing life force energy within self. True healing from the inside out. But how do you get there? Well, you get there by recognizing that you need to get there, that you need to quiet the mind, that you need to still your actions, that you need to take a moment, many moments, multiple moments in a row to really think. And not just think, not think from an egotistical, you can solve the problem way, but think from a perspective of I'm letting go. I'm engaging my brain, my mind, to be released. And then you just, you just be. Maybe you journal. Maybe you acknowledge the thoughts that are coming and going. Maybe you ask questions through prayer and meditation and you listen for the answer. Maybe it takes a few hours or several years. But at some point, the idea is that you are going to be able to see the beauty of God 
or a higher source or highest vibration of positivity and love in everything, everywhere, because that's how connected you are to source. When you begin to break through your mind's attachments that are going to inevitably begin to flow, because you're going to have contradictions and things that want you to not connect. Lifestyle, things that maybe aren't serving us, people that we know we need to let go in order to really connect to what matters. And then we begin to engage by completely offering ourselves from a 100% selfless place. This doesn't mean booking up your calendar, dragging yourself here, there, and everywhere, but rather trying really to put that positivity forward. Not that toxic positivity, but that illumination of a higher being within self. Compassion, true compassion. Now, this isn't easy because as you pollute the mind, things become toxic, things begin to rot. So that detachment and letting go and and giving up worldly things and that connection to feeling like you have to do certain things to feel present might be called to action. The more you're connected with things that do not serve, the more you're going to pollute your mind and and need to reset. So the idea is that you come back into the world, into the engagement with others, really methodical. And then you can turn those acts into services. Giving back being of use and of service in a bigger way. Now, our challenges, as I mentioned, is we do not know who we are. Maybe we identify as a title, our degrees, who we're related to, where we were born, what we look like, other people's perceptions of us, and that is where things get really challenging because without really being able to know who we are, without identifying any of those things, but rather from a spiritual place, is the only way we can begin to move forward. When we have attachment, we tend to cling to things that are impermanent, Or just having expectations of what something's supposed to mean is full-on attachment. Expecting something of another person, expecting something of yourself, of the government, of the weather, whatever it is, expecting your lights to turn on when you hit the switch is attachment. How many of us truly can detach Adversion, trying to avoid things that are not real. Anxiety, anticipation, almost looking for opportunities to suffer. We all do that as well. 
waiting for the other shoe to drop, as they say, waiting for someone to break our heart or for some terrible news to come on the television, whatever it may be. Identifying with the ego and creating separate realities. When you're in this role, you behave this way. When you're in that role, you behave that way. We see that a lot, right? You know, maybe in your career, you have to show up with a lot of masculine energy. At home, you have a lot of feminine energy. Whatever the case may be, these are, these are different parts of who you are, perhaps. But it's not the whole being. It's, it's your ego keeping you connected to what's expected of you. Back to the expectations, back to the attachment. And then, of course, fear of death, an unfortunate human quality. Imagine being what we perceive animals must feel like unless, unfortunately, they're in some slaughter camp or something and they can smell death. But for the most part, happy animals probably don't think about the fact that they're alive or that they could die. I mean, obviously, we don't know this for a, a complete fact, but considering that their anxiety comes from things that are in the present and not things that are yet to come until they can see it or smell it or anticipate it, the idea is that this human condition that we have really keeps us connected and disconnected from source, from God, but connected back to all the things we're trying to let go of. Now, yoga is that unity, that union, the mind, the body, the soul, the spirit, rediscovering who we are and returning to our lives of Freedom, being present. Discipline is freedom. And I'm sure you've heard this before. Sometimes we think freedom is literally not having a plan, not knowing what to do next. And I don't mean discipline from an egotistical way, that type A personality ego, you know, that cross all your T's, dot all your I's, everybody depends on you, you're the only one who can get it done. Huge ego. But rather from the discipline of knowing every day you're going to meditate and pray and journal. Every day you know you're going to practice yoga, take a walk, drink water. Just these simplistic things that connect you back to being present and also having that hope. When we have the yoga of devotion, ultimately to the divine, the idea is that we've created these strong emotional ties. Many of us have devotion to family and friends and bosses and animals. And that too is a form of devotion, but ultimately connecting at the highest level, whatever that practice is for you. In modern times, we have a lot of chaos. We have a lot of confusion. We have a lot of sadness. 
We have a lot of things to fear, have anxiety about. But we want to try to find what keeps us hopeful with faith and devoted. Our why. What helps us to find the path of love, remove jealousy, hatred, lust, anger, pride, arrogance. Replacing those feelings. Looking for peace. Understanding your own personal wisdoms. Doesn't it even sound more comforting just talking about it? Part of getting there is acknowledging that we're not there and acknowledging that we can be there. And also understanding that we may come and go. We may feel these things and be in these places and things happen in life and human experience kicks back in, human biology. But over time, we could begin to rewire the brain, the nervous system, rewire, reconfigure our biology. As we begin to really embark on these paths of yoga, we realize that it's no different than everything that we've been discussing. We don't necessarily need a name for it and some Cases that might even be considered attachment, trying to get the name right, trying to make sure you understand it, you've memorized it. Instead, just think about what are the fruits of your work? Where do you feel yourself aligned back to the deeper depths of who you are within self and a higher source, higher being? Do you feel regulated emotionally, spiritually? Do you feel gratitude? Can you begin to detach from things that no longer serve you and even detach from things that you think serve you and might even serve you? Be open to realigning with who you are and letting go of who you wish you were or how you want to be perceived, your ego. Can you really give it all up to God, as they say, or all to something bigger than your imagination? Or is your ego going to keep you connected and tethered to what you want to be true instead of what could be a possibility and what you should just have faith in. And how can you do this daily in your own life? Well, every time you practice yoga, whether it's meditation, pratyama, asana practice, you are activating these parts of the mind-body-spirit connection. As I mentioned, in its own infinite wisdom, it will activate. You do not need to control it Authorize it. What you need to do is detach and heal. Become connected to self and your own intuition. Trust yourself and create sacred space. Eliminate toxicity and pollution of the mind, the body, and therefore the spirit. And you know the things that you need to let go of and the things that you're not quite sure of. Just keep searching for the answer introspectively 
Set your intention for your life every single day. What is your why? And if that's hard for you and you're not in that place and there's still a lot of trauma and a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, offer yourself compassion. Remind yourself that while you're breathing that beautiful prana, giving every cell of your body a delicious oxygen hug, you are still alive and capable of living your best life. Looking for your path on this journey and utilizing a practice as beautiful as yoga to help awakening these deepest parts within self. No matter what it takes, day by day, moment by moment. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Learn more about the four paths of yoga. There's so much more to learn. There's so many spiritual texts and deep diving ways for you to practice this. But for now, just remember, detach from needing to be perfect, needing to know everything. Just understand that wherever you are, yoga will meet you there. Whatever your beliefs are, illuminate those. And look for peace. Namaste. It's me, Breezy Bree, and you just finished listening to a brand new episode of Yoga Podcast. Did you know I started recording back in 2018 with almost 500 episodes, hundreds of those free audio yoga classes? I am so honored to guide you on your personal practice on and off of the mat. Check out my website, lovebreezybreeyoga.com, a link in the show notes will be provided along with lots of amazing information for your practice. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste.